Dave and the Dudes dive bomb into this week's Deeds of Daring Do, The Hapless Heroes. Quinn just wasn't prepared for a gangplank this, this evening. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. And uh, now that we're back at the airship, we're kind of at a bit of a character select point, so people may be changing up well what they're doing. So uh, please, uh, you know, please listen closely as our character options may have changed. Starting from my right, we have Fran as whom? Felix Fizzlebottom. And he's got a plan. Fantastic. To his right, we have John. Who are you as uh, this week? Lord Jarrah the Light at your service. Awesome. To his right, we have Mike. Uh, Who are you as this week? Yeah, I'll be Quinn Southwind. Uh, He'll be leading the pack or running away from the pack. Who knows? Uh And finally, to his right, we have Phil. And who are you playing this week? Arasachva. And, oh, everybody's back on the ship. Yes, uh, we're changing it up here. All right. So as we last uh, left off, yes, the, uh, the party had uh, returned to the airship on the uh, Griffins. Yeah, from the south wind, right? The, the, maiden, the, the maiden ship yes. of the fleet. From the south wind. It looks like uh, Hedrick and uh, Dilbertrum uh, were on Eunice. Jarrell and uh, Felix were on Bertram. Quinn uh, was astride Giorgio. And Frecken and a pretty gnarly griffin named X seem to have uh, gotten along with each other uh, pretty famously. Yeah, they had, they had a really hard time saying goodbye to one another, if I recall. Yes. Yeah, and now we're here. And yes, and here we are, back aboard the airship. What's happening below us, Dave? Well, let's see. Now that you guys uh, kind of have a bit more of a uh, vantage of everything going on, you see the uh, the archipelago uh, sort of in full view there, uh, that uh, sort of um, bunch of islands um, up there on the map. I feel like there's yeah. a, another detail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm getting there. I'm sort of, uh, sort of starting broad and uh, contracting myself in. And more specifically, on the uh, the largest of the uh, nearby islands is a towering lighthouse of what appears to be some kind of white stone, whether it's you know some sort of granite or marble or whatever. You can't quite tell, but it's gleaming quite brightly in the sunlight. As that's going on, a flotilla of uh, ghost ships has engaged... Admiral Mara and his uh, giant dreadnought, the Southwind, and uh, any of the naval ships that were with them, among the number of uh, civilian ships that were left a little ways floating out away from this battle. And all this is going on right at the foot of the uh, 
the harbor and the lighthouse there. So getting in at sea level, if you were trying to infiltrate this lighthouse for whatever reason, might not go uh, all that well. It's looking a little hot down there. I have a question. I have an answer. Are the ships that are also being fired at that are, you know, had that have made it further out, the ones also containing the civilians that we just rescued? Uh, they are not being fired at. They were left further out than the battle. Okay, just making sure because that's going to affect the plan. Yes. Thanks. How tall is the lighthouse? Like, uh, a maybe one in five to one in ten. Um, you would have to like actually pay attention to count probably of the uh, actual naval ships have stayed behind with uh, these craft to make sure that nobody tries to sneak up on them. Okay. John, you had a question? How tall is the lighthouse? Uh, the lighthouse is pretty tall. Like, um, I would say 200 meters. I don't know. It's probably, what, about 600-some feet? Like, really big. All right. Um... And it, it, it kind of comes unevenly out of the rock, like um, sort of, you know, half of it is just going up the cliff face. And then as it gets taller, you know, it turns into a full tower. Yeah, it kind of yeah. separates from like the yeah. the pitch of the side of the cliff. Okay. Um, interesting. Does there appear to be any sort of other structures or is it just the tower? It's just a singular tower. Any, I mean, I guess from our, how far, actually, how far are we away from it currently? Because we're like, you know, also airborne and pretty high in the air. Yeah, you're airborne and pretty high in the air. Like, so I would say I even, uh, you know, angry Jed Dim wouldn't go as far as to go below a thousand feet right now, you know, for everybody's safety. Um, you know, he's not going any lower than that unless he has to, you know, he doesn't want to destroy the ship unnecessarily. Um, wow. Angry and Jed probably, Yeah, and probably about a half a mile out. Okay. Angry Jed Dim is judicious about his applications of violence. Yeah. We have to try to kill Jed Dim soon because I'm getting a little tired of Angry Jed Dim. I'm sure he'll find <laughs> I'm sure he will find a way to die on his own, so Yeah, it hasn't worked so far. Yeah, I guess not, right? Somehow yeah. he's still here. Uh, I feel like adding a characterization to him made him like less death prone somehow at the same time. <laughs> yeah, for those, and I'm, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I've gotten a little attached, but that really just means I want to spend his death in a worthy place. <laughs> so, I was thinking, okay, Can where are we? Are, should we be on like the deck or the bridge? probably? Yes, you have literally just landed on the main deck. There's nobody up here as of uh, current right now. I'm going to ask Quinn if he has a... I'm going to ask Quinn something. Uh, hey, bud, do you have a spyglass? Are there people, like, down, like, outside the lighthouse? Yes, I have a spyglass. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'll pull it out of my navigator's bag um, and scope it out. All right. Um, you know what? I think um, you're trying to pick one of investigation or perception, and uh, let me know what it comes up as. 
Well, let me know which one it is first, and then when oh, it comes uh, up. It's investigation. I rolled an eight. An eight in investigation. So, um... He's just I, doing was my it for dirty? Like, was there, like, some residue maybe on the... I'm, I'm saying the that, yeah, you, you're, you're having a little bit of trouble getting the focus on it quite right. It's not quite coming in, but what you do see is um, some sort of some sort of armor, and it looks very Humpty Dumpty-like, is attacking uh, attacking um, some sort of uh, people. I don't know if they're soldiers or sailors or whatever on the beach. Big fat suits of something or other are fighting humanoid-sized targets. You can't quite tell which way it's going. There are a bunch of eggheads down there attacking people. We should get down there soon to help, then. Uh... Yeah. We're, uh... <laughs> would we... Take a second. We have Do a we, way... To, like, okay, so are there ropes for us to get... Like, how high are we again? Right now, you are about a mile and a half out from the tower itself. At about oh. a thousand feet up in the air. We have a rope well, ladder. Above, yeah. Right. You have a rope ladder. I'm sure that you could fashion, uh, you know, whatever kind of rope egress you're really looking for out of the tower. Does anyone or have? The, does anyone the have the slow a uh, slow fall spell by any chance, or feather fall? Feather fall. Definitely not Jarrell. Damn it. Jarrell has cannonball. <laughs> um, Murph might have it, but I can't check. <laughs> oh, because your phone's dead. <laughs> Because my phone's dead. <laughs> is there a pier? Um, there is a pier, uh, and it is currently hotly contested. By whom? Like, who's on the pier? Um, the eggheads. Yeah, the belligerents are, yes, the, as uh, so described, eggheads. You would have to press uh, Quinn for that information further for a better description uh, versus uh, some sort of humanoid. Do we want to drop down via rope ladder or see if Zero has finished the uh, mobile weapons? What, uh, what was it called? Um, I think it was just the... I have no idea, actually. It had a name. It had the like a, the cart of death, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> they were working on Something, we yeah. Have, there was a working title. We haven't finished... It hadn't been finished until now. He told us it would be done. By the time we're um, heading back, I mean he's. I mean here's. I mean listen, we can check. We can check. My, if I think if, it's worth a check. So <laughs> hold on, Darrell. We could do that, right, and risk this this asset that we have, or, or, maybe we can see if we can just get on like, towards the top of I the can, lighthouse and work our way down. I will tell you as the DM, I can adapt to either point of entry. I if think it we, might be a better if plan. If we wait and, and lose the beachhead, we could lose the entire tower. The the five, four or five of us who get there against an entire army is not the best odds. Hmm. I have an idea. Really? I set you up for a never tell me the odds and <laughs> I my the, the plan has changed and you've given me an idea, Jarrell. What if we send the interns down? And then we go into the lighthouse itself. Ah, distraction. As an aside, that could be the follow-up episode. Is the interns I, down below? I, I, that's, okay. Yeah. 
Just, I, I was just, I was planting a seed. That's it. This is a, th- okay, 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 yeah, we'll hang on to this. Okay, I mean, that's just, you know, it's an idea, right? We can just use them for as a distraction. I mean, listen, they've been, they've been too comfortable up here on this airship. Well, we do all the hard work. I thought it was supposed to be the other way around. Weren't they brought in to help us? Like, someone's paying them, right? I would be much more comfortable dropping in on that cot than trying to swing down on a ladder. Well, what if we didn't have to necessarily swing down on a ladder and we can just kind of get beside the top of the lighthouse, right? And then just, like, get in there. Are you suggesting we park the airship next to the lighthouse and jump out? Walk off. I, I, I mean, I'm not really <laughs> suggesting jumping at all, Jarrell. I mean, listen, I think that between Zero and his, his you know, and, and Jed Dim, the pilot in training, I, I feel like we're in capable hands. <laughs> Is Jarrell uh, worried about a little acrobatics? Very much so. <laughs> Coming from the uh, galley below carrying uh, what appears to be just bunches of rope and some tackles and pulleys uh, to you know, keep the sails and lines nice and tight. Arasatra, uh, the near eight foot tall furbolg druid walks up to see you as Hedrick scurries off <laughs> to another part of the ship. Yeah, to go put his feet up, lazy bastard. Yeah, Hedrick goes and slips off between some curtains uh, backstage. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, how was it down on the boat? The uh, big one. The really, really big one there? Hi. That's got all the cannons? Uh, yes, hi. Felix is, like, looking up. Like, straight up. Uh, who are you? <laughs> We have met Arasatra before, I believe. Briefly. Yeah, really right, briefly. Briefly, exactly. Remember oh, well, your name again. Uh, my name is Arasatra. Are you one of the? Oh, are you one of the new interns? You must be an intern. Okay. No. Um, well, I'm sure they've already. I'm sure someone's already set you up with a welcome package. If not, I'll make sure someone gets right on that. And I, and I turn to Jarell and I whisper really quietly, "We have a welcome package, right?" Darrell looks at you. Um, he's been the one that's been suggesting they, we make sure they get paid the entire time, and there's no sign that any of the interns are getting paid as of yet. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry to inform you I am not here for your package. <laughs> Everybody's here for my package. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I simply I hate, want to- I hate to break it to you. I simply want to write what has been wrong with this land and those creatures down there. They've been spreading all over, and it must stop. Now, I think we should do something about it. Yep, that's kind of what we do. You think? So, I can fly down there. How are you planning on doing that? Oh, okay, you're just going to fly yourself down there, not even think of the rest of us. Not off to a good start, intern. Well, I could. According to Felix, we were going to park really close and then jump. <laughs> okay, no one said the word jump besides you, Jarrell. 
I just want to I just want to make sure that, that that's clear. I never at any point in time said the word jump. Joel can jump the really hard. The sea captain in the party, please explain the concept of a gangplank to the rest of these people. <laughs> I don't think Quinn cares enough. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> I, I'm all about the acrobatics. Let's do this. Right. Like, he wants to put on a show. He doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> huh. All right. Sacha would like to walk to the edge of the ship. She's looking down at that... Uh, Green mist, the vapor. The, the green green mist and vapor. Yes, she goes. Oh my. Um, do I see any sort of like beings within that, or does it just seem to be smoke and it's it's just clouding the tower? Um, yeah, it's just kind of. It would be like the fog of war, like gunpowder smoke from ships. If it was mortal ships with normal cannons firing at each other, and it's just kind of. That miasma that goes around, you know, people shooting at each other. Makes sense. I wasn't sure if it had other properties to it or not. Not that you can tell from here. Okay, it just seems to be like drifting with natural air current, not not yeah. swirling around yeah. the tower. It's pretty much staying around the ships in the base of the tower area. Very good. Like the top of the tower is pardon. The top of the tower is more or less clear. Is it a conical shape, or does it just seem to have, like, a chamber with a, a beacon of sorts? Yes, it has a chamber at the beacon, which appears to have uh, four pillars kind of holding a dome on the top of it at each of the cardinal directions, with a big rotating light in the middle of it, shining what appears to be some sort of bright blue light, blue spinning, light. spinning around the tower at regular intervals, as lighthouses do. Okay, interesting. Is there any particular reason why it's blue, or do we not know that? I, I mean, you'd have to investigate, maybe. Yeah, it's I just sort a, of bluish light. I have a bit of an inference here, because, you know, when, when Hedrick was eavesdropping, he did relay to us, you know, that he heard something about students in the context Ooh, of this lighthouse. It's just that we don't necessarily know in what context that was, right? It was, a lot, it was very muffled, but you definitely clearly heard the word students. So something leads me to, to believe, right, that there's something a little bit more to this lighthouse than just, like, it's a lighthouse, right? There's probably some some kind of maybe magical element or some other, you know, like, you know, this, this could be some sort of hidden academy. Like, who knows, right? Like, but there's there's something more to this lighthouse than just, than just being a lighthouse. Thank you, Fran. Uh, as our Satra, I'm not going to be sharing any meta information that Hedrick knows. No, but I mean, Hedrick did tell us that when he came back from his, you know, his Thanks home. for remembering. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, right. Someone had to, right? I didn't, I did not write that down, but I, you know, as the editor of this podcast, this old brain can retain things when I just listen to them. <laughs> uh, anyways, back into character here. Um, so, well, you got a closer look down there. Um, do you see any sort of, uh, I would say, areas of approach? I mean, we can't just go straight into cannon fire. Yeah, we were we were just talking about that. In fact, uh, so how do we feel about? 
us landing on top, or maybe even just like, let's get closer, let's stay airborne, let's stay above, you know, the lighthouse, right? Assess the situation directly below, see what, you know, see kind of what the front looks like ashore, and then see if we need to maybe send a detachment down of our other interns to hold things off while we, you know, square some shit away inside this lighthouse that is apparently classified. I'm just picturing Jarrell driving the uh, assault vehicle into the top of the lighthouse. Right. There's like, there's like, like Jarrell's not even listening to Felix anymore. Oh. I feel like there's just this, like, there's just this, like, thought bubble, right, where he's imagining his own plan coming into fruition. Oh, yeah. He's not. Yeah, it's way cooler. It's way cooler than right. Felix. He's not plan. listening to me. <laughs> Jarrell has become infected by the rule of cool, and I love it. Fast and Furious style, jumping between <laughs> yes. the airship into the into the lighthouse. <laughs> yes, and to be fair, I I commend you for acting at a level befitting the world, you know, the world level of hero you are. Like you're a you know international hero now. You you best behave as an international hero should, and sometimes that involves driving an assault vehicle into a tower and not being specific about which floor it is. Right, like we're on Holkov Six now. This is when stuff starts to get loopy. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god. So is Hokov 6 like your 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 threat <laughs> measurement scale? Well, Hokov 1 and 2 are relatively realistic. Two <laughs> and Hulk, then going to too furious. Thank right. you very much. <laughs> I just figured any sort of like Defcon like five or six, right? This is Hokov six. It's like your measurement. No, scale, yeah, like what what the situation requires. Fast six, six furious. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Um, can't even shit on them though. That franchise made a fuckload of money, and here we are recording a podcast. Oh, yeah. Just you know, looking at their success. Not, not saying I want to be the next Fast and Furious. Okay, guys, like we are. <laughs> We would love to have The Rock and Vin Diesel on this podcast. You have, Yo, Vin Diesel plays D and D, so right, he does. Yeah, like, Yo, Vin Diesel, oh. if you hear this, we'll play D and D with you, bro. We will, for sure. Anywho's all. Mike's super excited. <laughs> I have no words. Hokov eighteen seventy steam hydraulic boogaloo. So yeah, I'd say why don't we instruct the pilot the, the you know uh, I mean I, I mean and I'm just suggesting this to you Quinn I mean obviously you're the captain right so I'll let you give the orders but I'm not I'm not trying to step on your toes um just tell maybe like steer us a little closer to the lighthouse and let's get a better look down below and kind of you know we'll, we'll make our plan from there and this is uh, Jed Dim, I'm talking to, right? Yeah, and hopefully Zero too, because I feel like uh, yeah, Zero is oh. on on the ship. It, yeah. He is currently outside of his armor and wearing uh, very stained, um, like overalls. Didn't and he's on the bridge? Almost like he's working on farm equipment. He would have been working on farm equipment or something. It's very grease stained, and uh, he's not wearing anything other than that on his frame. Okay. Yeah, he looks so like he's I, just recently come to the bridge from some heavy mechanic work. I approach, uh, Quinn approaches Zero and uh, kind of gives him the quick, quick uh, uh, Cliff Notes ver version of the plan, uh, of Felix's plan, and uh, basically says, hey, uh, 
we need to get as close to the lighthouse as possible with the rope ladder down. Oh, you care to use the rope ladder or the gangplank for your egress? Gangplank, please. <laughs> the rope ladder. Oh, of course he does, because he wants to make a fucking. Uh, you know what? This ship has multiple levels. We can we can accommodate multiple idioms here. This is the warship of the future, darn it. When the, when the DM is nicer than the other player. <laughs> uh, this is no. This is zero. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Who's also a player? Yes, I feel that we can accommodate multiple idioms here on uh, on the 11 o'clock show. Great. Great. Sounds like a plan. Quinn, Quinn just wasn't prepared for a gangplank this, this evening. Oh my god, dude. I have no words. Yeah, no. None needed. Alright, let's just bring it. Let's, please. <laughs> <laughs> Do we so need is zero steering us closer? Yeah, I was gonna say, do we need to yeah. hold on to something? Who's yeah. who's who's operating the yeah. hell? Yeah. Um. Jeez. I'm, I'm. I'm not sure which one I'm more concerned about. <laughs> yeah, that's um. That's a decision. I <laughs> oh, think. Oh shit! You're right. Actually, because of the whole mug of the. That's, that's a, yeah. That's a decision for the captain to make. Well, Quinn, who's piloting Me? the airship? Uh, zero. <laughs> okay. Zero will attempt to pilot the airship uh, into place. Um, we are going to make this a fair DC of 13. But he has disadvantage. <laughs> yes, now, he does. <laughs> wait, isn't it only disadvantage if they're pedestrians? No, 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 no. It's just that it's whether or not the, 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 the civilians and other people around him believe that he is the world's best airship. Oh, um, no, um, he, he there may was have a it, There I was a thing about civilians, pedestrians, pedestrians yeah. that the mug of the boss had an impact on. Yeah, that's uh, that's worth a look. Um, I, is there anybody in the top of the lighthouse? Because they are at serious risk right now. <laughs> so it says, uh, while the mug is in your possession, you feel compelled to sing every time you bathe. You spend too much time volunteering, and are and you are at disadvantage every time you try to operate a vehicle, especially if you are trying to avoid hitting pedestrians. Oh, especially, but it's every time. There we go. So yes, we are at disadvantage. I'm gonna make this a thirteen. Um, hmm, what should I use as a uh, piloting skill? There's a there's literally a vehicle. Oh, okay. You just had to a vehicle like, like I mean they have. Vehicles, air vehicles, land. So there's going to be a vehicles, uh, vehicles C, you know, like, like, like the Quinn has proficiency with like naval vehicles. Yeah, I don't think um, I ever put that on Zero's character sheet, therefore that doesn't exist. So we are. Um, yeah. Best I could do is uh, maybe a slight hand check to make sure I don't completely crash it, but uh, that's uh, that's really stretching there. So we're gonna just do it at disadvantage. It's a straight ability uh, check. Straight ability check. Yikes! You might want to hang on to something, folks. I, well, I think Felix believes that Zero is the world's greatest airship pilot, so no, I won't. Okay. 
if we drop right. the rope ladder, how? Out here. Not until we get close. Right. You don't just throw those things out down from the ship when you're still moving. Unless you're trying to make a, a moving exit. All right. So our first check, I've got several sets of dice out here, is uh, to uh, make the actual piloting check. 19 on one die. And an 18 on the other. Yay, good job. Oh, thank Zero goodness. Zero stuff. Zero rolls it right on up. Perfect. I'm so glad I chose not to hold on to something. I knew Zero was the world's greatest airship pilot. Yes. That's why I chose him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, that happens. The gangplank is extended from, uh, from deck C. Uh, while from uh, further up above decks, from the actual uh, main deck, Quinn is safely able to uh, uh, rope ladder or swing, however he chooses to do so. I use one hand uh, to kind of slide down the side of the rope ladder, um, so I don't use the rungs. I just kind of slide down the rope uh, because I have a beautiful, wonderful glove that prevents me from getting rope burn. Fantastic. I'm glad uh, you mentioned the glove there. Uh, otherwise, we were taking 1d4 score, or, uh, you, you know, fire damage to the hands. I have rolled a natural one. Get the fuck out, dude. All right. But I have, to his death. <laughs> I have the lucky feet, so I get to roll it again. Oh, no, it wouldn't have gone to his death. It would have gone to his embarrassment. That's worse. I have rolled a 13, which modified becomes a 21. Well, there we go. You uh, slide down with great aplomb and definitely don't uh, face crater into the flagstones in the tower. I'm really... I feel like I have a little bit of a hiccup at the, at the beginning of it, but I, I you know, I, I bring it back. Yeah. Man, I got some finesse. This here. man is very lucky, but at the same time, we also burned one use of lucky right at the start of this encounter. So that's fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A good use of lucky, I think. <laughs> I mean, pizzazz. Yeah, I didn't say what the uh, what the, what could have uh, happened. You headed that right off. You just sort of handled it. So you know, good use of ability there. Mm -hmm. You and your ex. I would have gone with probably just embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> but. I will follow Jarrell to the gangplank. All right. And uh, Arasatra, I assume you're going to be making a responsible adult decision and just walking the gangplank and not trying to rope ladder or anything. She's of a larger frame. Um, so she's going to follow Jarrell in the armor, who's also, I guess, one of the bulkier types of this crew. Yeah. I mean, on a ship with uh, people like Zero, as big and bulky as he is, we didn't skimp on the gangplank. It's fine. It's what it's there for. So the party has entered the tower, and uh, the uh, spot you are on the top of the tower, oh well, I may have knocked something over, it doesn't really matter, uh, is a circular tower. Uh, let's see, it's about a 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 foot radius with a um, 20 foot diameter lamp in the middle, which is like they said, 20 foot diameter round on the floor. So taking up, you know, the center of this tower um, and going a good 20 feet up. And this whole dome kind of uh, is sitting about 30 feet above you. 
Okay. That's why there was enough room for both rope laddering and gangplanking. I would like to take a moment before we like go inside at all, just to kind of take a look down now and assess the situation that's happening on like at the pier and like fr- you know like the the, the the lowest level of this lighthouse tower. Okay, so uh, yes, the pier is at the uh, immediate south of the tower. So um, I would say maybe you entered from the east. It doesn't really matter which side you docked on. It's not really germane to the discussion here. There's nothing going on up here except for a spinning land. Just some casual docking. Yeah. So to the immediate south is the uh, the pier and harbor and uh, what appear to be some stairs that go up into the singular entrance to the tower. And uh, there is a pitched battle going on on uh, the piers on either side of the harbor uh, where um, there are some sort of uh, defense force wearing the colors of the Kingdom of the Sea Lords defending the tower here. Are those the egg-shaped ones? No, they are not the egg-shaped ones. The egg-shaped ones are attacking the humanoids wearing wearing those colors. Out of curiosity, do we have a... I mean, I know we're still pretty high up, right? But do we have a better view of what these egg-shaped shapes actually look like? Yes. I don't have a good uh, picture because I bother messing with that uh but uh they are about eight feet tall and they are very humpty dumpty looking so um do any of you remember return to oz yeah like tiktok from that except about twice its size and leaking ghostly blue smoke out of its uh facial area the, the benefit of sitting in front of a computer recording this is that i just googled it and uh what the fuck <laughs> but like actually it's metallic or made of flash? Actually uh, metallic. Really? Interesting. And containing some sort of spirits within it. Oh god. Uh alright. Cool. Uh does it appear like what side appears to be holding their ground? Um, it, it appears to still be pretty even right now. Like, um, the attackers have made enough headway to get a foothold, but aren't really driving the defenders back at any, like, at any real rate here. It seems to be at something of a stalemate from what you've seen in the limited amount of time you're here. I'd like to maybe just, like, quickly give an, like, at least, like, a, a standby order to the airship. In that, you know, if things start to look like they're going the wrong way down below and we haven't made it outside, deploy the vehicle with the interns. I love this idea. I love it so much. It is fantastic. So I'm just going to like quickly be okay, uh, one sec, fellas, and just like, you know, pop in, explain to Zero, like, hey, bud, uh, keep an eye out, keep an eye out below. You know, stats look hairy, but, you know, just, just, just send, send them in, send the interns in. I don't care who it is. Just like get them down there, buy us some time if we haven't made it outside by then. By when? Uh, well, if you start to see that our friends are losing, that's when you should send them down. Okay. So if I start to see that their friends are losing, we send the, we send you down. Not, not me, the interns. We. Ah, yes. Sorry about that. I'm trying to do math at the same time. No worries, my friend. Uh, but yeah, so just like, you know, if you see things 
starting to turn, and we are nowhere to be found. Just send him down. Tell him, tell him uh, it's gonna be fine. Sounds fantastic. I'm sure I'll have uh, the the uh, assault vehicle more or less ready to go by then. Excellent. Should be good enough. Right. Good test dummies, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, and then I, you know, feeling Ooh. confident that Zero will handle the situation if and when it is appropriate, I'm going to head back outside and rejoin my party. Yeah. Before Felix leaves, the sacrifices need to be made in the name of science. Always. I didn't say we need to be the one making the sacrifices, just that they need to be made. It's the privilege of being the scientist. Ain't that right, bud? Ain't that right? A little glimpse for the audience into how the Omega Project really operates. Mm -hmm. All right, so, uh, so, um, yeah, those orders are given, and if uh, you guys are ready, I can continue sort of describing what's going on here. So uh, you do have uh, sort of a circular uh, donut-shaped area here. There are four pillars, one in each of the cardinal directions, holding a dome above you about 30 feet up. So it's about 10 feet above the top of the spinning light in the middle of the tower with the blue light that uh, doesn't seem to be powered by anything on this level, but maybe is powered by something below. Coincidentally, just to the uh, north of that spinning lamp is a spiral staircase heading down. We're about 600 feet up. Yeah, something like that. Wow. 200 meters, so a little over 600 feet-ish, I guess. It's a big tower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that seems to be our only entrance, so uh, let's go. All right. Uh, do you guys have any kind of marching order you guys are going to be using here? Well, as a man of science and magic, uh, if I am under any impression that there are people of the same sort in this tower, I will go first. So I can be the first person to talk to them. Because hmm. I know what happens when others here get the first word in. And I have to so, back that for us. <laughs> all right, so you head on down the tower. Um, the tower has gotten just a little bit wider. It's uh, probably, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, about 30 feet in diameter, or in uh, radius now for uh, this room. So, you know, reasonably substantial. You've come down a spiral staircase. Uh, there is what appears to be some sort of tube, maybe of glass or something, you know, maybe about, oh, five feet, uh, five feet around, circular, just going vertical right up the center of the room. Maybe the power for the lamp is coming from that. So that would sound reasonable if you made that conjecture, but, you know, that's what it looks like, at least. Hmm. There, otherwise... There's not much going on here. The uh, walls are uh, pretty plain stone. It's uh, very clean. There's not any real dust going on here or anything. There's no furniture either. But there are three circular uh, sort of um, platforms, maybe just about an inch above uh, floor level on the ground uh, that sort of match where the stairs are at the west, east, and south uh, sort of of this uh, room. So wait, there's three sets of, like, there's three platforms there are, that lead into stairs that go down? No, there are three platforms. So there are four circles in the middle of the room. So, like, if you're looking at it, you know, like a circle, there's also one, two, three, four circles 
in their north, south, east, and west. Okay. The top one is the spiral staircase. The others are just three platforms that are in this room. Circular, about ten feet in diameter. I'd like to flip my magic detection goggles down and inspect those other platforms. Yep, this room is uh, pretty bright on the uh, magic o meter, and you can tell that both that cylinder in the middle and the three platforms are all glowing very healthily. Uh, do I know, based on the aura, because that's what you know, the tech magic helps me determine, is what school of magic is sort of, I guess, surrounding these or uh, you know, powering these magical areas? Oh, geez. Uh, teleportation is what? Alteration school or? Abjuration? Something like that. There's going to be, yeah, whatever that school is, plus some enchantment to, you know, keep it nice and steady. Mm. Like, it's it's pretty obvious right away when you're taking a look at it that, yeah, something like this is only going to do a few things with those schools of magic attached to it. All right. Uh, I'm going to duly note that, right? But seeing as how I have no idea where these teleporters actually take you to, uh, I'm not necessarily uh, just jumping at the first random entrance, I'd, you know, I, I'm going to suggest that we still take the stairs. Well, that s stairs only lets out into here. The stairs do not go oh, any further Oh, okay, down. okay. Just so those are the ones that go up. There's no, they don't go any further down. Well, in that case, uh, we have three choices, right? So, what do you think, fellas? Uh, which one should we go in? I don't suggest we split up. I'm sorry, fellas and lady. I'm sorry, Arasatra. I didn't mean to offend. That's, I'll that's just so, I'm just so used to saying that. It's, it's kind of been a sausage party for a long time in this party. It, it, so I, I just, you're going to have to excuse me as I correct my language here. You know, my forces are on that ship up there. I know exactly what this crew is. I don't need to hear it from you. It's not a big deal. Tell me what you know about this place. It looks extremely abnormal to me. Uh, so, so far I know it's a lighthouse and some sort of other magical place. And these are some teleporters. That's about as much information as I have. You know as much as I know. Teleporters. You know, like uh, magical uh, play, uh, areas that take, transport you from one area to another without the use of any other method of transportation. I'm aware of such things. I've never seen this close before. Uh, uh, I'm unsettled by this. Oh, it's fine. I'm sure it's been tested. I mean, although this are, if I inspect, are there any markings of the of Omega Project technology here? Or is this like, you know, outside of my realm of familiarity and comfort? No, there are unrecognizable runes, but there's lots of them. They don't make a lot of rhyme or reason, except that it's all magical. In that case, uh, I'll be like, you know, obviously these weren't made by the Omega Project, so I can't speak to their efficacy, but uh, I'm sure that it's perfectly safe. We just need to pick one, and let's just all stand on it. What could go wrong? Oh, yeah. Arasatra wants to uh, cast her guidance on her three comrades. Just in case something happens, she is in the habit of... Trying to, trying to at least in a situation where she has no idea what to do, she's offering advice, right? She's gonna try to guide you to say, Wait, are you actually right choice. Uh, so you, are, is it just, uh, is it just advice, or are you actually casting guidance? Because like I've, I'm cast, casting guidance is a, it's a, a cantrip. Yeah, does it? Can you actually affect yeah. more than one person with it? Because if you can, that's fucking awesome. 
hope so. I, hope I guess it too. might just be one person. I should touch one willing creature. Alright, so concentration up to one minute. So I'm going to pick Captain Quinn and touch him and cast guidance on him so you can add a d4 to ability checks. Cool. Um, actually, just one ability check <laughs> within a your, minute. Yeah, your next one within a minute. <laughs> Alright. Well, what do we think? So, yes. So we have east, west, and south available to you. Vote south for south wind. I now like it. Now you're just it. trying to flatter him. All right, fine. I'll go south. Terrell rolls his eyes and gets on the south one. <laughs> okay. So um, so from the time the first of you steps on there, uh, there are some sort of rings that sort of start emanating up from the outside, like going up and after about five seconds from the first of you stepping on there any of you who are on there are teleported to another location okay yeah that, i mean that's all of us unless anyone's staying behind for any reason right. so everybody did get on correct yeah we're not like molded together like some weird fly cronenberg shit don't give him ideas nope. dude come on nope the white light uh dissipates and you are in a room. Uh, it has no windows. It is a little bit bigger around still than the one you were in. In fact, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 feet around this time. And uh, it has a lot of um, sort of crates and machinery in here. There is a box, or what appears to be some sort of box or cube in the middle of the room, about 10 feet across and 10 feet high. And from that, a blue uh, cylinder about 10, uh, about 5 feet across comes out of the center and goes up into the ceiling, which is oh, about 15 feet up to the top of the room here. Uh, from that, there appears to be another uh, tube of uh, some sort of energy coming in from the west, going to an identical box about 15 feet away. There are some uh, some uh, pipes and junk uh, heading off to the east, and uh, they split in a few places and go up or down, and uh, one sort of jukes around a box that seems to be there. There's no reason that it needed to juke around the box, but it happened to do so anyway. And another one that uh, goes straight north and then goes down into the floor. Hmm. No, no, nobody in here though. No, there's nobody in here. This room uh, does smell a bit like uh, a bit like grease, and it is a bit dusty in here. Like this isn't uh, this isn't a room where people go all the time. Hmm. So, is there a blue tube going to the east? Is that the one juking around the box? It is a tube or a pipe of some sort. It is not blue. The only uh, blue ones are coming directly up out of the box in the middle of the room, and another one with a slightly fainter glow going out to the west, about 15 feet into another 10 by 10 box. So but they are utilizing blue tube technology then? Yes, they are using blue tube. It just uh, just wait till after hours when they start using red tube technology. Oh no! <laughs> you set me up. I was making a play on words for Bluetooth, Dave, and then you took it to porn. We always take yeah. it to porn eventually. God damn it! <laughs> um, there's no visible exit or entrance to this room. 
Uh, there isn't anything immediately obvious. No other teleportation circles I, besides the one that I'm hoping. Like that there are any, no, it does not look like there are any teleportation circles in this room. Uh, let's get off this and get back on. Maybe try a different one. I'm trying to find somebody we can talk to. I'm not trying to snoop around and and uh, ruin the trust that we've already have on shaky ground with our allies. This doesn't what? appear to be the mechanical room. Yeah, and if do you suppose, do you suppose it's pulling in from the west? Is that that? Focus of, of energies for this place. It's possible. What kind of magic is that? Well, I mean, there's several schools thought on this, right? Uh, so, I mean, obviously, there's some kind of enchantments going on here, because obviously you need enchantments to, you know, I guess, create lasting effects on objects. But then you also have the, you know, the magic that takes care of the teleportation and transportation and, uh, you know, movements. So it could be enchantment. It could probably be a little bit of abjuration. Like, you know, it's probably a whole lot of forces at play here. And then uh, Felix is going to continue to ramble, right, and start talking about the different schools and... You know, maybe bullshitting here and there because, like, he really only knows enough to be dangerous. He really tries to get by in his charisma. Uh, and, uh, yeah, until someone tells him to shut up. Captain, no. I will trust your leadership. I'm only here to help. Felix? Oh, I'm so glad you deferred to me, uh, Quinn. Yes, I think that we should just, uh, well, let's try to, like, let's all exit this teleporter and maybe hop back on and see if it takes us somewhere else. And this is why I keep experts around me. He just delegates this guy. <laughs> he's, just, he's just there to put on a show and be the face of the operation, but he leaves it to everyone else to actually do the dirty work. And the okay. face I so, am. All right, so we'll put a pin in that mechanical room there. And uh, you guys are all going to be hopping back on the uh, teleporter and heading back, correct? Yeah, I'm kind of looking to see if we can make contact with somebody here. I'm not necessarily trying to go snooping around just yet, um, unless it's truly deserted in here, in which case, then we'll have to start piecing some shit together. All right. That's at least my plan. And so far, uh, people are going along with it, which is great. This really happens. Undead one. Right. Everybody gets onto the teleporter. Yep, like we gotta and get yeah, off and five second vom 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 vom. Uh, you are now back in the original room with the stairs at the north and three uh, three pads. I'm gonna. You are on the west one currently. To show good faith, I'm going to go with Arasatra's idea and let's try going on the west sure. platform. Wait, no, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you were on the south platform. You're oh, going okay. to the west one, I believe. Right, we yeah. want to stand on the west one and see where that takes us. All right. All right, so is every, everybody is getting on, correct? Yep. Silence is yep. acceptance. All right, sounds good. Everybody is on, and there is a vroom, 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 vroom. And you are into a new room, but I don't want to describe it yet. I want that to be where I cut the episode, and since I'm bastard, uh, I get to make those sorts of decisions. Um, well, I don't want to commit to whatever comes after that right now. I feel like that's going to give us too long of an episode. You, you know, know we should be prepared for something just crazy. Your righteous indignation. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Hear, I can. I can hear the groans of our audience right now as they were expecting something, and yet you've let you've left them with another cliffhanger.
you bastard. Like if if my if if my audience has included the level of masochism that I'm displaying for them on a weekly basis, then and and they're not enjoying it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, you you guys are all seem to be at least somewhat consenting, and that you continue to hit the download button every week, or you haven't uh, thrown your device with RSS out the window and into the street. So, um, yes, if you do like us like that, or in any way, shape, or form, we can be found on the internet in such places as Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. We are on Facebook. Search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. We are also on both the Twitters and the Instagram at Hapless Heroes. All of those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and chat and talk to us and share memes and uh, anecdotes and funny stories and other uh, other infectious ideas with each other uh, as we do on a daily basis in such a place. And uh, it, is, it is the best place to keep up with us because it's where we all are on a daily basis. Now, if you really, really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, at this point, I'm sure you're connected enough to know uh, what podcast service you're on, and uh, you can uh, you leave us a review there. If you do uh, leave it uh, for us, we will read it, and uh, then we can give you recognition for the five-star human that you, in fact, are. Speaking of five-star humans, I actually have a five-star human to talk about. So Joseph C. reached out to us on Facebook. Uh, he sent us as a, as a message and also I think I left like a review of the podcast there. And he says, uh, and strap yourselves in, boys. He says, after listening to your podcast on Spotify for up to nine hours, five days a week, with the exception of the week I took my vacation for about a month, I only have one disappointment. I have to wait a whole week for new episodes. That's a lot of us. I don't think I That's could take I nine hours I was like, a day. Wow, that is wow. serious binge listening, friend. I cannot believe you find us that entertaining for that long. And if anything, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. holy shit, uh, we're honored that this that we are worth that much of your time. I hope that we've, you know, done you justice. Um, so thank you, Joseph. You're a five-star human. Thanks for saying just those kind words. You definitely made us all smile. Five stars. You thanks, thanks, Joseph. If you really, really love us, you can donate to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash hapless heroes. And uh, there are several different reward levels that uh, you could contribute on from uh, as little as just giving us a little digital pat on the back. You know, hey, you know, uh, yeah, thanks for bringing us quality entertainment uh, to higher levels where uh, you could be getting access to our extra snooty uh, channel of uh, the Patron Lounge on our Discord where you can uh, hang out with us with, uh, you know, your pinkies up in the air, uh, you know. And, uh, well, really what you get in there is access to such things as our uh, sort of patrons events and uh, yeah, like uh, we recently had a uh, Jackbox uh, day and it was uh, quite entertaining we definitely uh, intend on doing this again in the future and if you are one of our Patreon patrons you will find out about this yeah and actually yeah. I'll even just I'll say it right now I'm targeting Saturday August 29th which is about a month from now when this is being recorded you know uh, released so, you know, I'll put an official announcement out on Patreon and, and in our Patreon Lounge channel for those of you listening or any future donors. Um, you know, this is open to all of our current, past, and present um, patrons. So, 
I keep an eye out for these uh, for that for that announcement because yes. uh, we had so much fun the first time. We're doing it again. I talked to Massimo too, and he said he's going to be joining us. So Gorgeous Mort will be oh, hanging out for a little bit because he uh, was really excited about it. So um, that should give everyone enough you know enough time to plan, make arrangements, things like that. Uh, you know, and then we'll figure out a time. I want to make sure we can, you know, span multiple time zones since uh, we have so many of you from so many different places in the world that I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to come and hang out with us for a little while. And if you like us, love us, really, really like us, Sally Field and the whole deal, uh, construct a gigantic hedge maze in your backyard or whatever property you can, you know, get your hands on. Uh, and shape the maze in, in such a way that when you look at it from the sky, it spells out the name of our podcast and the URL where we can be found. So it's got to be a pretty big maze. Uh, and then lure unsuspecting guests to travel through it uh, with promise of great reward at the end. And at the end, you just give them like some sort of audio player with episodes of our podcast playing there is no end they are forever trapped <laughs> seriously to nine hour days five days a week <laughs> i mean i'm not I saying it's a curse but uh that's a herculean effort there with with that many characters for the title and the url it's a pretty easy maze Okay, you could just do that. No, you can you can create walls with those letters. No one's saying that they ha- it has to be perfect text. As long as it's legible from air, from the air. In fact, it, a bonus points if it's legible from space. There it is. That's if you really, really, really love us, though, is that you would make it visible from space because it's so large. Yeah, if, if you're making it that big, you know, go for the bonus points. Go for go for the super gusto, and uh, you know, breed yourself a, a minotaur to uh, populate that piece. I mean, I thought that was kind of implied, but I mean, I'm glad yeah, you said that. engineering leads to minotaurs now. <laughs> What's the name of the minotaur? Hank. Well, that's one of them, right? Hopefully you have multiple minotaurs. I mean, just one in a gigantic maze like that. They may never find you. I think the hapless heroes would do something like insisting every maze created has a minotaur and that minotaur's name is Hank. Uh, we do now. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. That is fantastic. Or Robert Paulson, whatever you <laughs> All right, so before this uh, trails off into uh, some sort of uh, strange uh, strange place, um, I'm just going to let this wrap up, and we're going to outro our cast, starting from ooh, my eeny, meeny, miny, left, uh, with uh, Arasachara, played by Phil. Boy, this just keeps getting stranger by the minute. Should have stayed on the ship. To his left, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Of course we went south first. Of course we went south first. To his left, as Lord Jarrell Valite, we have John. I'm not a fan of these teleporters. I'd rather be hitting something. And to his left, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. Just keep following the plan and we're going to be just fine. My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We will see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.